Hey, my friends. Hey, before we start the episode, let uh, let me throw this out there from Will and myself. You're going to hear pretty much an unedited conversation every time we throw one of these podcasts out there. We're not going to spend a lot of time going in trying to take out. We're coughing or taking a drink of water. This is Will and I on a, a service talking back and forth about some things and trying to share information. So these, you know, we're not going to go uh, try to make a professionally edited podcast. You're, you're getting us live talking to each other, and that's what you're going to hear. So, uh, you know, if you're going to hear the occasional rattle, there might be a little audio blip here and there. It's because it's real world and live, and we hope to improve on that as we go. We may have a better service down the road for what we're doing, but I can tell you this. I will tell you this. Um, we're having a ball doing it. So thank you. And let's get right on in to episode four and talking about demos. It's a long way to the top, but if you take it step by step, you'll make it. Let's climb that VO ladder with our hosts, Troy Holden and Will Vincent. Welcome back once again. Troy Holden here with Will Vincent. Hello, hello. So we want to welcome you to episode four. And as promised, we're going to go into a series on demos. Ooh. Demos. Those scary, expensive, that thing that you want to go spend $3,000 on, right? The chicken and the egg of voiceover. Ah, that's what it is. All right, so let's give a little disclaimer here first up front. We are not saying you should never have a pro demo. We are not saying you shouldn't pay someone to help you with a demo. We're not saying that. But we're also saying, chicken and egg, we all, if we have the ability, and a lot of us do, can make a pretty good demo if you're cautious, careful, and pay attention. So don't feel like I'm in voiceover and I've got to go get a pro demo. I, I, I got to spend that money. No, you don't. You do not. No, what you need is something that can show off a little bit of what you can do so you can start getting paid. Yes. Once you're getting paid and you've hit the extent of what you can do on your own, well, we, that's a separate topic. We'll get into that. There comes a right. point where it probably makes sense to pay someone else for a demo. <laughs> but that's Let not me, right away. Right. And, and let me say this. You'll hear people say, oh, you don't want to send demos out unless they're pro demos. You're going to make a bad first impression. Here's my opinion on that. You're going to have the opportunity to make impressions time after time after time with that client or different clients. You might make not the greatest, but here's the thing. Is your demo representative of the best you can do right now? Probably is. Here's the other thing. In a week or two weeks, is it still representative of that? If you're working and you're doing some stuff and you're practicing, and especially if you're getting coached, you're going to be updating your demo every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But that leads right into the advice that Bill DeWeese gives out all the time. When you're first getting started, get some samples together, do your demo, and then do it again tomorrow and do it again the next day. At the very least, you should do it weekly for the first couple of months. That's that's what Bill will tell you. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I agree. Because especially when you're first starting, you're figuring stuff out. You're going to improve very quickly, much more quickly than you think. 
Right, right. So if if I'm going to make a demo, and and here's the thing with most of us, we're we're looking to market ourselves on Fiverr or Upwork or whatever. That's where most of us start. Mm-hmm. So what type of demo do I need to go to Fiverr and Upwork? I would say the best place to start probably is a commercial demo because a commercial demo shows a wide range of, t- of performance types, delivery types, tone, yes, style, um, and can be used for any kind of job, for a demo for any kind of job because it has that wide range. Whereas something like, you know, e-learning, there's going to be a little bit, but it's all kind of the same. You're teaching. You're right. just telling, you know, the information. Um, and, and I agree. That's where you start. There's no doubt that's where you start. You make it a variety. Um, we had uh, Thursday night, we had VO Ladder. Um, we had our live, uh, I, did we just call that a webinar? What do we call it? Well, probably just a meetup. A meet I've up. been, I've been calling it the Ladder Chatter, which is hey, I like kind of silly, but it's a meetup. You know, okay. yeah. so, a bunch of people hanging out, basically. Yep. Yep, we had our meetup on uh, on Google, and Will shared some uh, some slides on demos and some very very good um, advice. Uh, it will point you in the right direction. And, and well, somebody said somebody asked you that. Well, when do I need to make this demo or this demo? Don't I need one for this, this, this? Yeah, eventually you do. Mm-hmm. But if you'll get a solid one minute to a minute and ten second, whatever, solid uh, mix on there uh you you know you got your hard sale you got your this voice you got your that voice and it represents you and i've uh, back to bill deweese i've heard him say several times people ask him all the time would you read that in that walmart voice or would you read it in this voice and he said 80 mm-hmm. percent of it is off the commercial demo 80 yeah. percent, even still so it's okay to have the other stuff um it, it will eventually get you some work. And when you're setting up all those varied gigs on Fiverr, you probably do want some different things. But that doesn't mean that material on, that you're using on Fiverr becomes your demo. It's just what you're doing on Fiverr to get work. It needs to be built like a demo. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of gigs on Fiverr where somebody gets on there and just talks about their self for 30 seconds and what they can do. And you hear their voice. And that was that was all you got. And then you just go in there and play their samples. So, but you know, mine's not that way. It, it's literally a pretty good version of a commercial demo. So, and I would, I would encourage people to do it that way. I think it will get you some work. I agree. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something to be said about the introducing yourself, showing people you're a real person, you know, talking about what you're going to offer. There, there's something to be said about that, but I think I've noticed better sales by not having that. Yeah. Uh, by yep. just getting right into the demo as quick as possible. Yep. Um, that's, I don't what, know. that's what they want to hear when they click. They want, yeah. what, what can you do? Right. You know, and, and there's the other thing with your, your homegrown demo, that first five, 10 seconds needs to be your best. Mm-hmm. It needs to be your power sale or your power spot um whichever one it is it may not be the one you want it to be but it needs to be the one where when other people hear it they go man that's good you know that's the one you want up front unfortunately for me it's 
a voice I would rather not be doing a whole lot, but <laughs> I was coached into that and said, that is your money read. And when your coach tells you that's your money read, you put that on the front. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of weird sometimes, you know, I, I, I struggle with that and I have mixed it around and moved the hard sale on the front for some other type things. Um, to get people's attention because it's got hard driving music and, you know, yelling at them to buy a freaking Burger King Whopper and, and it, it gets people's attention. And then they kind of go on through, but, but I figure once it hits the third spot, they're probably done. So mm -hmm. I want my, I, I definitely want my first three to be, you know, as good as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, really you want the whole thing to be as good as possible, but of oh, yeah. the things that you've got on there, the first one has to be the best, whatever style that is. If that's a hard sell, that's a, you know, guy next door, it's a blue collar thing, you know, whatever it is, it's got to be the absolute best that you've got at the time. Yep, um, I agree. Make that I the agree. first one because that's the hook. You're going to grab them with that. And if you don't grab them with that, you're not going to grab them. Right. And if you're not being coached and you're unsure, come over to the ladder on Facebook send send some stuff out post some stuff and mm -hmm. you'll get honest opinions um you know uh, and, and don't get your feelings hurt because nobody's in there to hurt your feelings we're, but we're there to help yep. and, and we're not gonna uh, and, we're not gonna pat you on the back and and cheerlead for you and tell you you're great if it's not great yep you know we're gonna yep. tell you how you can improve we'll encourage you we're not trying to tear you down but right if what you're putting out is crap we're gonna let you know that it kind of sounds right like right yeah, the voiceover is, um, uh, my opinion, is one of those things where a lot of people in 2020 saw it as an opportunity to work from home and make money. Mm -hmm. I agree. It is. But if you don't have a passion for, for doing this and you don't have acting ability, if you can, you know, if, if somebody tells you every time you, you do a, a, a read, that's really reedy. You're stabbing, you're stabbing the script. You know, and, and you hear it over and over and over. Maybe it's not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you can have the best voice in the world, but if you can't sell and you can't draw people in and you can't convince them, you know, you can't read that script and become that script. And it's it's not the easiest thing to do some days. You know, you could have had a bad day and now I got to come in here and I'm tired and I got to read this stupid commercial and it's all this yelling and hooping and hollering about how great something is. And it, you literally have to, that's why it's, the term is voice actor. You have to act. Um, you have to be able to, to cast that line out there and hook them and pull them in. And that's your job now. You know, it's, it's not your job just to come in here and read that, and, you know, half half-ass read it and you're done no don't do that and if you don't love to do this if you're upset about it and you're getting mad and you know i'm so frustrated <sighs> maybe it's not the right thing to do but if you're passionate about it now as i'm saying will and i'll tell you we both get frustrated at mm -hmm. the flat at the platforms i'm mm -hmm. not frustrated at the work or the clients that I get, I get frustrated with these platforms. And I think we all do because just when you think you've got something figured out, they'll flip a switch and something else will happen. Yeah. You'll but, feel, you'll feel like you're climbing up the search results and then suddenly you're 30 pages yeah. back and you haven't changed yeah. anything. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I have been very uh, quiet on Fiverr um, 
here at the first of the year. And then out of the blue, I get somebody wanting to do an e-learner for a lot of money. And I'm like, what? How did he find me? Where did that come from? You know, because I, I couldn't even find myself on the first five pages. Right. And uh, so you never know. I mean, just you don't know what keyword other people are putting in to search for. These are all in different podcasts. Yes, absolutely. Let's back up real so, quick, real quick before we get back to the demo stuff, though. You were saying about having to be a voice actor. If you've got a real voice and you can't sell, maybe this isn't for you. And I would I would agree. With a caveat, there might still be some area that you're good at. You might still be really good at, uh, at audiobooks. Maybe not, maybe not narrative audiobooks, but maybe nonfiction where you're not acting out different characters, where you're just relaying information. You might still be good at medical narration. You might still be good at phone systems. There might still be a niche for you, but it's probably not selling it's probably not right. true. If, right. if everything always sounds the same, if you have a very nice but very even tone voice and you never stray from that, you can't really act. It's not necessarily the end of the world. Just yeah, I'm not. That, I'm not. Just know you'll be limited. I'm not trying to throw a lot of people <laughs> off off the bus here, but you're. That's a very good point. And, and the key word you used there was your niche. Mm-hmm. What What is that? You know, I know what mine is. I'm stuck with it, but. I try to do some other stuff, but I try to stay in my lane as much as I can. I know where it, that strength is. And if you find that and you stick with it, yes, it may work for you. But if, you know, you're, if you're getting really frustrated, you know, it, you'll know uh, when you're trying to do your demos and whatever, um, it, it just, it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and um, that might also be a good time to look at a coach. Very much so. Yes. And they can advise you. And what? And you know what? You may be reedy and they may bring you out of that. Um, I'm not saying you can't come out of it. I'm just saying if, if that's the case and you don't want to invest the money in coaching, you don't want to do this out or the other, maybe you do find a different niche or maybe a coach can pull you out of that. Yeah. Or, um, or maybe somebody has like a free evaluation call. I, th- I think a lot of coaches do that where they'll they listen do. to you say, they'll listen to you do a read and get an idea of where you're at and they might be able to advise you at that point before you even do coaching. Yeah. You've got a future in this or <laughs> maybe this really isn't for you. I'm trying to think uh, of the voice artist and it may be Jason McCoy. He offers on his website, like a $25 demo evaluation or something like that. That's not a bad thing. 25 bucks is not bad. And he's, he's pretty good. Um, a good teacher, a good, um, uh, a good marketing type guy, but I'm pretty sure he's got something on there like that. He has a lot of courses that where you're, you just do them on your own and they're pretty reasonable, but uh, seem like there's a demo evaluation or something. I can't remember for sure, but we'll follow up on that. Um, you know, one and, the, and, and one other thing, it is also still possible that even if you're a very one note kind of guy or gal, you might still have a future. Patrick Warburton. Case in point, every single character is the same voice, the same guy, and he's cleaning up. Right, right. Good of course, point. he can still act, but yeah, it, it yeah, sounds exactly the same. Um, one of the last couple of things we want to hit on because we're going to lead into some more in the next episode on demos. Um, there is a difference in a pro and a self-made demo. Uh, I guarantee you there's a difference, but Mm -hmm. 
Will and I can tell you some tricks that will get you there closer and closer to where you need to be. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the next episode and uh, talking about uh, sound effects and where to get some of the best scripts and material, where to, where to get your video. Uh, some of the things we talked about in, in ladder chatter uh, this past week, but we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we may go a little more in depth and, and try to offer some more help in, in that direction. And I'm trying to think, um, this, this is the statement you and I made the other day when we were discussing this episode. Mm-hmm. We said, if I'm brand new in voiceover and I go hire J. Michael Collins to make me a pro demo, it's probably going to sound pretty good. But how are you going to replicate that from your, your hobo for it? Right. That would bother me. I, I'm, I don't want to put something out that I can't do. Yeah. And it's not even just replicating the sound of the voice, but the final product of what's delivered when you go hire somebody to do a pro demo for you. Right. right. If, you, if you go and hire Chuck Duran, I don't know how much he charges, but he's the guy for voiceover demos, right? Demos that rock Chuck Duran. He's going to produce something that sounds amazing, freaking amazing. Can you replicate that? Because if you can't, you don't want to be promoting that saying, hey, look what I can do. Yes, you can provide the voice. But on Fiverr, a lot of times, you're also doing a lot of processing. And you're, stuff doing, you're doing a lot. So if you're delivering you're the final product and you can't deliver that quality of final product, that's right. not what you want to be putting out there. Exactly. Agree 100%. You know, put, put out, and, and I think we said this way back at the beginning, put out what represents what you're capable of today. And that can upgrade week after week after week. Get in there and learn more about your doll. Learn more about how to add uh, music and how to get the levels right. And and learn more about how to drop effects in there. And as Will said, I do, I don't know, I won't say 50%, but I wouldn't doubt it's close to it. I'm dropping music beds in or I'm uh, they're sending me a video and I'm narrating behind the video and I'm having to mix stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm going to do what I'm capable of. I'm not going to go much further, you know, because I know there's a lot of that. I don't know that well, but I want to represent what I can do. And I want to give them the best I'm capable of as of today. And yeah, I hope my demo in six months is way better. Uh, yeah, sure. It'd be awesome if I could go hire one of those guys in a year, you know, and, and get one of those powerhouse demos. But then again, I, I still have that question in the back of my mind. Can I still... It's a year later. What's the difference? How am I going to reproduce that in my home studio? You know, and again, I think it depends on the venue where you're showing that demo and yes. what the expectation is of what you're delivering. Right. So if you're delivering just the raw voice, then that might be the right thing to do when that time comes, when you're at that level of skill in terms of vocal ability. Right. That's when you probably want to go see the pro and have have a great demo made Um, when you're just starting out certainly not Uh, but also if the expectation is that you're delivering uh, finished work you got to make sure that what you're showing that you can do is what you can do right right I I agree that's probably a good place to wrap up this episode right I believe we're right on target yep sounds good so we'll be back soon with a little follow-up and some more information on how to build that semi-pro demo by using some great scripts great effects getting some good video for you and that's where we're going next time 
So, uh, old Tater says, see you later. Will, take us to the house. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go feed the horses. Everybody have a great week. That's all, folks.